Well, good morning. I'm glad to see each and every one of you here this morning. I'm glad you chose to come here and worship with us this morning. For those of you who may be our guests or don't know, my name is Trevor. I am pastor here at Round Oak. And I just want to say personally that I'm glad to see everyone here this morning. But we're going to get going. We're going to start doing all this here this morning because this is the start of that time of year where we look at things a little bit different. We kind of look at little things a little bit closer. We look at something a little bit more. And that is the coming of Jesus Christ, our, our Lord and our Savior, that He came to earth for us. Um, that's a big deal. I mean, that, that's pretty big if you ask me. Um, but today we start to celebrate of Advent. You know, it, that the Advent is the arrival, the coming, the unveiling of our Lord and our Savior. So we're going to look at that. And we're going to look at it a little bit more. And today we're going to look more at peace. Uh, the peace that only God can give us. Uh, it's a peace that, again, passes all the understanding. Sometimes we don't understand why we can make it through things. Sometimes we don't understand why we're, we feel comforted. And we know that that's the peace that only God can give us, plain and simple. But now I want to look at it today from just a little bit of a different angle. Uh, we have a lot of verses, especially from the New Testament, we like to use. Uh, for example, the one that Hunter read earlier for us. But I, I want to look at it something in, in, a, in a bigger view this morning. I'm going to look at a verse out of Isaiah. So if you have your Bibles, you can start turning to Isaiah. I'll tell you the chapter and verse here in just a second. But as we look at all this, we will get a really good idea of what peace really is. The overarching, the all-consuming peace that completely surrounds us. And not just this day-to-day -day feeling of, I'm okay and I'm going to make it. But the real peace of God that actually holds us and takes us through and even, yes, drags us along sometime when we don't think that we can take that next step. But again, if you have your Bibles, and I hope that you do, I hope you're already turning there, but we're going to be looking at the book of Isaiah. It's chapter 12, verse 2, just the one verse this morning. And if you turn there, I want to say this, that if we have the peace of God, the peace that Jesus Christ gives us, then we will also have a lot more. A lot more. Because it's not just peace and you're done. But as we'll see here in just a minute, peace is, again, this, this umbrella that covers so many different things. And when we have Jesus, we have more than we will ever need, and we will also have more. And I guarantee you that. Because, again, it's a package deal. And God doesn't put stuff on discount, and then give you just parts of it. But he gives you the whole thing. But again, I hope that you're there. I hope that you found it. Book of Isaiah, chapter 12, verse 2. Follow along as I read aloud. It says this, Indeed, God is my salvation. I will trust Him and not be afraid. For the Lord, the Lord Himself is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. So, as we look at this, for you, those of you who are note takers, I'm going to have points so you can actually have a separation instead of just trying to follow along with my rambling. We're going to have a few points. So my first point as we look at this is salvation. Basically the first section here, and indeed God is my salvation. If we have the peace of God, we will have his salvation. I mean, those are that's pretty obvious. I think that's pretty obvious. 
That should go hand in hand. Again, it's kind of that umbrella policy. Salvation is that umbrella policy that covers everything. Everything. And I do have to say this, though. If, if we have God's peace, we would have His salvation. That, that's true, right? But if we don't have His salvation, we will not know His peace. I mean, the opposite's true as well. And we, we, can, we can fake it, right? We can get through certain things. We can tough it out, you know, man up or cowboy up, whatever phraseology you want to use. And we can get through certain things, but we won't have the peace that gets us through things, that gets us that calmness, that just simpleness that goes through things. We will not have that because we don't have His peace and we would not have His salvation. It, again, is a package deal. We have to see that. And I want to say this, even if you could have His peace, by chance. If you could have his peace without salvation, what good would that do you? Peace that maybe gets you through today, right? But ultimately you end up lost? That doesn't sound very peaceful to me. That doesn't sound very peaceful to me at all. And not to mention that that would be God giving us false hope. Like, yeah, I got you covered for today, but for eternity, uh, you're on your own. I don't like to be the person that says what God can and can't do or nothing, but I don't think he would do that. Because nothing in here would even hint at that. Give you a false sense of security. When he gives you salvation, it is secure. Completely. Fully. Because it doesn't depend on us, it depends on God. And God is much more strong than we are. Amen. But it is secure. And the peace that he offers comes with that salvation. Again, they go hand in hand, no matter what. But we'll keep going. My second point as we look at this, we have salvation. Now we have trust. The second part of this word is, I will trust him and not be afraid. We will have peace when we trust in the Lord. If you are not trusting in God, you will not see his peace. It will be there. You can't squash his peace, no matter how strong you think you are. You can't squash it. You just won't see it. Period. Kind of like his, his miracles, right? If you, if you think, oh, God's not real, does that mean his miracles go away? No. It means you're just too ignorant and blind to see them. It's the same with his peace. And that's, we've all been in this position, so you know, don't take it too heavily, I suppose. But when we look at it, if we're not trusting in God, we're not going to see that peace. But when we do trust in God, we're going to, we're going to see it. I mean, it's, it's really that simple. I don't know how to explain it any clearer, but it is just that easy. But again, the trust in God covers a lot of things. And if we think about it, Trust covers so much of what we do. If we trust in God, we do. We're trusting in His timing. Who here likes to wait on God? Nobody's hand went up. In fact, I saw a few people put their hands on the floor. Like, don't even put them in here. We don't like doing that. But when we trust in God, we'll also trust in His timing. We trust in His promises. There's our. If, if you ever read through the Bible, there's a lot of promises of God in there. 
each and every single one of them we can trust in 100% fully. But to see them come to fruition, sometimes we also have to take a step back and trust in his timing. It gets hard. It gets, it gets hard sometimes to want to wait around, to have to say, God, I trust you no matter what I think. That, that gets difficult. But when we do that, we trust in his salvation too, right? We trust in his everything. And again, if we know God, if we trust God, if we if we just really look at to him and keep our eyes on him no matter what, you know what we will have is peace. See how it swings all the way back around and we get to see all the things that we can have with God. And then we will know his peace. But to be completely fair, you know what our biggest obstacle is to having his peace, to trusting in God? Ourselves. Ourselves. 100%, right? But the best part of it is, the more we see Jesus for who he really is, the more we will come to rely on him. The more we will come to, to trust him more and more. Because what do we do? We lower ourselves, right? We die to ourselves every day. We think of ourselves more humbly. We don't lift ourselves up higher than we should, but we lower ourselves and think of ourselves more humbly to where we are serving somebody else, which would be God first, and then all of our brothers and sisters in Christ second. And that changes our perspective on everything. And then the more, again, we will continue. It's like a domino effect. The more you trust God, the more you will believe God, the more you'll see what He's doing. And the more you see what He's doing, the more you're going to believe Him and see Him. And you, it's it just keeps going. And when we get there, the less we will be afraid. The less we will be scared. And the more we will see that we don't even need to be afraid that we never should have been. And when we have that kind of trust, when we're really keeping our eyes on the Lord, we will not be afraid and we will have peace. Real and true. Peace. But we'll keep moving on. My third point is strength. Strength. This part of the verse says this, For the Lord, the Lord Himself, is my strength and my song. When we know Christ, He will be our strength. Our power. The source of it. Our song. Our joy. Our, our source of our praise. Our worship. Jesus. It's Jesus. And when we do that, when we have our, our praise going, when we have that, we will have peace. Again, peace. Only the kind of peace that God can give us. Important peace. The strength of the Lord, His power, is something that we need every single day. The, the, the problem with that is, is, is that we get kind of used to it and think that it was us. We think that it was my strength. My power that gets through the day that solves the problems. Until one day we get hit by a train and we are humbled. And we realize, no, it was not me. And we have to start all over. We need His strength and His power every day. His sustaining power, it gives, that's what gets us through. What makes us keep going 
to move forward. When we think we cannot go on, when we know we can't take another step, when we know we can't even take another breath, it is God that gives us the strength to keep moving, to keep going. Have you ever been there? Where you know you were at your end. And that was it. The end of your rope. Without a doubt, you were not able to go on. And yet, here you are. He gives us all that we need. When we rely on God, when we trust in Jesus, we will see Him for who He is and that it's His strength that gets us through. And hallelujah for that because I don't have to rely on me anymore. Because I fail a lot. And it's hard and I want to give up. But it's God's strength that makes us through, that pulls us along. He doesn't always make things easier, but He brings you through all the things. Right? Through all those things that you never thought you'd be able to get through. And what do we do from there? We praise Him for that. We praise our risen Savior for Doing all the things and sustaining us. He's doing more in our lives than we could ever imagine. Moving, causing things to happen. Changing things. I mean, He gave us a new heart. He changes things. He doesn't just throw out the old, but He makes things new. And that's what He's doing. And when we see that, we will praise Him all the more. And what do we do, though? All the while, He's doing all these things. Jesus is moving and changing life. The Holy Spirit is convicting people and drawing him, drawing people to Himself. The Father is up there already organizing all these things and He knows what's going to happen. You know, God is being God, essentially. What are we doing? Often we think we are on our own. We think we're on our own. We forget or don't think that we have anyone or anything. But I assure you, if you take anything away from this sermon here this morning, is that this. God is there. And He cares. No matter what you think. If you do not believe that there's a God, He is there. If you believe that there's some kind of God, but you don't know who it is, some kind of agnostic viewpoint, uh, he's still there. If you're here this morning worshiping our risen Savior Jesus Christ, who is revealed in the Bible to us, who is prophesied throughout the Old Testament and revealed to us in the New Testament, and in Revelations prophesied that He's coming back, guess what? God is still there. Our beliefs don't change any of that. Period. He is there. He is our sustainer. He is our power and our hope. And we have to realize that. And when we think of those things, we can make it through the day, even if He is dragging us along. We can face the giants that we are afraid of. We can walk through the valley of the shadow of death because of who is with us. We can do all these things and not be scared. And we will sing His praises. I love the... the you ever seen those pictures, what they call it, the footprints in the sand? 
you know, and then the guy's like, well, how come there's only one footsteps there? He's like, my son, that's where I was carrying you. Do you know there's an extended version to that? The guy looks over, what about those drag marks? Jesus says, that's where I'm dragging you along. <laughs> that's us sometimes too. He will sustain us and give us power when we don't want to. And when we refuse to, He will show us that this is what is good. Even when we say, I don't want to, I'm scared. I don't want to, I'm, I'm afraid it's going to hurt. I'm afraid that people are going to know that I'm a sinner. Oh no. Isn't that why we're here? We have to see that it's His power, His strength, His hope, His salvation is for us. Our good. But it's for His glory. We get to be a part of that. It's for His glory. And we will sing songs of praise and worship to Him. And when we do that, guess what? We will have peace. We will have true and real peace. And this must be mentioned because this is a great part. It says this, that the Lord Himself, the Lord Himself will give you this. He will give you what you need. He will sustain each and every one of us. He can hold the whole of the cosmos in order. He is not going to mess up and say, Russ, I forgot to give you your next breath. I wouldn't worry about that one. It's nothing we can do or have to do. We don't have to earn it because we can't. Again, we can't. But the Lord gives us what we need. And often, who here has ever got what you needed, but also got a lot of the stuff that you wanted? He blesses us like crazy. It's amazing. But again, we will have peace. And when we praise Him for who He is and what He does, we will have real and true peace. Keep going though. My fourth point, my fourth point here, uh, salvation. And if you're a note taker, you look, that's the second time you've used that. It's okay, because salvation is a big thing, right? We can do that. It's big. What's it say here? It says here, He has become my salvation. That's important. Salvation is why we are all here right now. It's why we all came here this morning. We're either searching for it because God is convicting us, or we've received it from Jesus already, and we want to praise Him for it. Either way, Salvation is why we're here this morning. Because the God of the universe stepped into time and to space. The creator of all things stepped into his creation and, and then he died for us. He died for us. He took our punishment. Our punishment. Isn't that amazing? One of those things you kind of can't get over. It's crazy. I mean, it's outrageous. He is our salvation. He is our peace. And I hope that you know that. I hope that you know that the Lord Jesus is the Lord Jesus. That He died for you. That He wants to be your salvation. I hope that you know Him and I hope that He knows you. 
and that you've experienced that peace that He offers us. Because if you've experienced, I, I will say this, you, you get greedy for it. Right? You want it. And then when you, you, you sway a little bit and, and, you, and you're not so much walking in the will of God, maybe for a couple days, a couple weeks, a couple months, whatever it may be, and you remember like, oh, I got to get back. I need that back. I want it back. I want the fellowship. I want the peace. I want that blessing. I want everything to do with Jesus. I want to praise His name all the day long. I want to go back to that. We become greedy for it. That's a good thing. Greedy is not always bad. We should want that. We should want to praise and go after Jesus. To seek Him with everything that we have and everything that we are. We should want that peace, that salvation that He offers us. And it's amazing. You know, and as we kind of wrap it up, I want to say this. His peace, His salvation, His grace, His mercy, all these things. It does not mean that you will not have hard times. We talked a lot about that today, just real quickly, but we talked about that peace. It's such a good thing. We want it, and it's going to make you good, and you're going to get greedy after it, all that stuff. But it doesn't mean that we're not going to have hard times. It does not mean that you're going to get all the things that you want. Though God has blessed us like crazy, we don't always get the things that we want. But what it does mean is this. That when you face hard times, you will just see things differently. You will see them differently. Plain and simple. Your perspective will be completely different from anybody who is in the world. At least it should be. It will be different. You, won't, you, will not, well, you will no longer be consumed by the negative. You can say it like that. You won't be devoured by what normally could or should destroy you. I've been through some things in my time, and I'm not that old, but I look back and I say, how could I have gotten through this without Jesus? How does the world deal with these things? And then I started thinking about it. I was like, oh, I know how. More sin. Let's fill some empty holes here and make myself feel better temporarily. That peace that He gives us... It, it can squash our fear. It just does. Do you know what I'm talking about? When you're really facing something that should just pound you in the ground, but it doesn't. Because that peace, that harmony that Jesus gives you, and the Holy Spirit as He's moving through you, offers us. We can have that each and every day. And not, again, be devoured by what should destroy us. But when we keep our eyes on Jesus, our outlook will just simply be vastly different. Vastly different. We can have peace. His peace in the midst, in the middle of the worst possible storm. We can really have it. In the very center of the trials that will come our way. Not may come our way, but will. Jesus promised that. A lot of people don't like to hear that. A lot of people, well, Jesus wouldn't do that. Ah, and they get mad. I'm like, yeah, he promised. He said that. He's like, you are going to face trials. But he gave us an out. He said, but I've overcome the world. I've overcome. He said, it's life's going to be hard. But we can have his peace through it. 
Who are we going to trust? Who are we going to hope in? Who are we going to rely on? Who are we going to lean on? Jesus. That's it. If you want to make it through, that's the only possible answer. Plain and simple. We can have His peace that gets us through. And that peace is the peace that, that we talk about. I love how it says it, that passes all understanding. All understanding. And it's amazing that He would offer us that. And as I close, I want to say this. Because I think this is important. If we're looking at His peace, right? If we're trusting God, I would say this. Don't pray for an easy life. I think that would be a mistake. But pray for God to give you the peace to get you through a hard life. Get you through that hard life. That you would be stronger. That you would have a boldness about you. That you would see that God is strengthening you through the trials. Not just merely taking you out of them to preserve you. But building you up to use you for absolutely amazing things. And not merely just for the things you like to do or want to do, but for the things that God has called you to do. And when we submit and bow that bended knee to the Lord and Savior of the universe, guess what we will have? His peace. Father, again, we thank You for everything that You do. Jesus, we thank You that You would come to earth for us to die for us because of us. Lord, again, we thank You for all that You do and for who it is that You are. And Lord, as we begin this celebration, this time of year, as we look at this build-up, not merely taking one day a year to talk about Your coming, Your arrival, but the build-up from taking a few weeks to say, Thank you that you would come for us. As we begin that, Lord, I pray that you will bless our time, that you will help our studies, and we will further appreciate, further praise, further worship you for the fact that you did indeed come for us. And again, we thank you for all that you do. We thank you for who it is that you are. Lord, we love you and praise you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.